Being a chef means keeping your cool in the kitchen. And with Resi Priority Notify and Global Dining Access through my Amex Platinum card, right this way, it's nice to try someone else's food for a change. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. This episode brought to you by 20th Century Studios' Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Director Wes Ball breathes new life into the epic franchise. As a ruthless king attempts to build his empire at the expense of the remaining human race, a young ape begins a journey to fight for a future for apes and humans alike. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Enter the kingdom in IMAX this Friday and theaters everywhere. Get tickets now. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. As you may have realized, I watch a lot of sports. That's why I like Prime Video. It has all my sports in one app, like the National Women's Soccer League, included with Prime. Plus, you can buy Premier Boxing or stream the NHL and NBA playoffs on Max with the Bleacher Report Sports add-on or add Paramount Plus for the Masters on CBS. Prime Video. It's all your favorite sports in one place. Restrictions apply. Prime membership required for add-on subscriptions. See Amazon.com slash Amazon Prime for details. You are listening to The Dan Patrick Show on Fox Sports Radio. Final hour on this Tuesday, Dan and the Danettes. Dan Patrick Show will dive a little deeper into the college football rankings, the playoffs, and the games coming up this weekend. Trevor Lawrence will join us on the program tomorrow, and we hope to hear from Coach Saban on Thursday. Last night, game of the year so far in the NFL, back and forth we went, and the uh, heroic reemergence of Lamar Jackson from the locker room with two minutes to go, fourth and five. What I don't understand is when you're facing Lamar Jackson, how does he make me nervous? Like, why is he so dangerous? And how can I take some of that away? Cleveland Browns, they blitz him on the fourth and five. And my thought was at the time, Okay, if I blitz him up the middle, I got to at least make sure I have outside contain. I I just can't let him go. I don't want him going to his right if I can help that because he's not a great passer. I'm going to make it even tougher going to his left. So the Browns blitz. He goes to his right, finds Hollywood Brown, and then he scores the touchdown there. With these types of players, you got to at least make sure that you have outside containment because that's where they're going to kill you. If I have him run up the middle, okay, I can collapse on him. I can get some help here. But watching that last night, they went in. They went all in for Lamar Jackson, and Lamar Jackson made them pay. Made a great play. But I still have to fault these defenses sometimes when it comes to these running quarterbacks. I never want a running quarterback running to his right. That's his strength. They feel more comfortable rolling to their right, running to their right, throwing to their right. I have to take that away. I have to force you to do something that you may not want to do and make the degree of difficulty even higher. Cleveland played well last night. You know, Cleveland, you know, know, moral victories, we talk about that. That's one of those victories where it's a loss. It doesn't feel as bad because Baltimore is, can be still a very good team and a tough out in the playoffs if they make it. What I saw with Cleveland was Baker Mayfield wasn't forcing. He's got two good running backs. The defense was very suspect, you know, allowing Baltimore to run whenever they wanted to. It didn't matter who was running. That is a concern. But if I'm Cleveland, I walk away going, all right, let's really pay attention here because Sunday night we have the Giants, and we are three-and-a-half-point favorites. Not that they care about that. They're expected to beat a Giants team. And I don't know if Daniel Jones is going to be starting, but that would be what I have to be really cognizant of. Now you got to let's put that game to the side and then let's start to focus on the Giants. Yes, Paul. You know, going back to Sunday, I think it was Troy Aikman was calling the game with Jalen Hurts, and he said the toughest part for defenders with running quarterbacks is when they roll right, when do the linebackers in the flat or the defensive backs in the flat commit to going up and making the tackle 
or stay in their position because once that like outside linebacker runs up to tackle him, that flat's open, another person has to cover it, and it has to happen instantaneously because he, he gave a list, Aikman. There's guys like uh, Rodgers. They want the guy to come up so they, that opens someone up. They, Jalen Hurts would roll right. Lamar would roll right and get a defensive back to break coverage and come up. That means somebody's open. Yeah, I just don't want to let him go to where he wants to go, and he wants to go right. You know, you're a right-handed quarterback. You want to roll right, and you saw that last night, and that obviously is uh, was an issue there, but give credit. That was a wonderful performance there by Lamar Jackson, You know, heroic performance. All right, 877-3DP-SHOW. Email address dp at danpatrick.com. Twitter handle at dpshow. Get a couple of phone calls in here. By the way, the Browns are still in the lead for the wild card, 9-4, and four. Browns face the Giants, Cleveland a three-and-a-half-point favorite. Next week, the Browns will play the Jets, the worst team in football, and they'll be heavily favored. Final week of the season, Browns face a Steelers team that might be resting its starters. Pittsburgh may have already clinched the AFC North, but uh, they may have also lost home field advantage to Kansas City, in which case the Steelers would have nothing to play for. McLovin, the poll question, what do you have for me? Who would you not want to see in the playoffs? 73% say the Ravens over the Browns. Okay. Yeah, the Ravens would make me nervous because, I mean, I'm still looking at Cleveland and, I don't, you know, they're not a finished product by any stretch of the imagination. But what I see is, and it comes down to Baker Mayfield, a lot of this does. If he plays the way he did last night, I can take that and then, you know, do my best on defense and then, you know, maybe you pull off a surprise here. But, you know, what we've seen with some of these teams, you know, the Titans last year ran the football. They got a couple plays out of Tannehill and the defense was able to stay off the field and stay fresh. If you can have that kind of game plan, then you can beat Kansas City because that's what it's going to take. There's only a couple of teams in the AFC, it feels like. I mean, it's Kansas City and then you go down. There's nobody in the second spot. And then it's probably Buffalo in there. And then maybe you would put the Colts in there. Uh, or you put the Titans in there. Maybe you still believe in the Steelers. You know, do the Ravens get in there? It's Kansas City. And that's why the game plan, if you're looking at this, is how can we beat Kansas City? How many teams can beat Kansas City is really what it comes down to. What did the Raiders do that somebody else can do? And that's what would be the biggest question I would have as I get ready for the postseason and maybe that showdown with Kansas City. Yes, McLevin. I got to say, I'm loving the X's and O's. You're talking containment, Pauly threw out flat. <laughs> Are we going to set the edge next? This is an oh, amazing trend. You got to set the edge. Got to set the edge. Can By the way, the top off of something right now. Maybe the top defense. off the muffin. Yeah. Uh, Pac-12 title game has changed. Uh, USC is still there, but uh, no longer Washington. It's going to be the Oregon Ducks who move in there. I don't know if it matters with USC if they win the game, uh, but 6-0. I don't know if that matters. I think if USC had a history of the last 10 years being in the conversation for the Final Four, I think the committee would look at USC completely different. Because right now, I think they're 15, and you go, oh, it's a nice story. But if you said USC has been competing, or they'd been in a Final Four, a couple of them, then I think the committee would probably look at them and go, you know, they're, they're probably pretty good. Because it's the sight test. That's what's happening and this is what Ohio State knew it was up against, the sight test. Are we able to impress you? And they have it. And really, I think the playoff comes down to this. Those who get in, we know Alabama, big favorite against uh, Florida. They win, obviously they're in. Clemson and Notre Dame. Uh, my uh, college football source told me this morning, if Clemson loses, he thinks Clemson is out of the Final Four. Then it would be Notre Dame, Ohio State if Ohio State beats Northwestern. And then he thinks Texas A&M would get in to the Final Four. So Clemson losing twice to Notre Dame, he thinks would drop them out. But Ohio State has to win against Northwestern, Alabama against Florida. Uh, it feels like there's going to be something that, ha I hope there's something that happens this weekend. Like I would hate for it just be, yeah, those are the four teams. Those are the four teams. And once again, we'll find out tonight that those are still the four teams there. Uh, let me see. A couple more uh, phone calls in here. Uh, Ron in Ohio. Hi, Ron. Thanks for holding. What do you have for me today? Hey, Dan. I'm a big proponent of uh, listening to you with the college football playoff. Other people have said, like, I have uh, the top six, but mine has a twist. 
the top two get a buy, six at three, five at four. But with my scenario, you add a 15 uh, from the power five, and then that sixth slot always goes to a team outside the power five. So you get six teams in, five from the power five, one through five, and that 16 gets to jump in from outside. I would go for that over the eight. I think eight's too many. If you look at the – since 2014, uh, two of the three games have been beatdowns. So I, don't, I just don't know if there's enough quality teams uh, when you have two of the three already that uh, have been beatdowns. Only one year where there's one game was a uh, was a bad game. So that's my scenario, top six. Everybody gets rewarded. You add a 15 from the power five, that's one to five, and then you get that 16, and every year they're playing for that six slot. Yep. Thanks for the phone call, Ron. Yeah, but you know who's to say, hey, we're going to take a team outside the power five. What if you have a two-loss Georgia team? And you go, well, they're probably better than Cincinnati. I, I, I know we can come up with different scenarios. I mean, we're smart enough sports society that we could come up with something. I don't know if it's always going to be equitable. It's going to be fair. Hey, the Power Five gets in. Hey, if I'm the SEC, I, I want to get in as many teams as possible. Like, why am I going, hey, let's uh, let everybody else get a representation here? No. I don't. I mean, I want you to earn it. That's all. Just but there's no system that you're going to be able to earn it. Uh, Grover in New Orleans. Hey, Grover, what's on your mind? How you doing, Stan? I was, I was just wondering what you think. Is it, do you think there could be a financial angle? It almost feels like it's like a monopoly when it comes to the college football playoffs. Yeah. Is, it, is it going to take like a legal, like it's almost taking money out of pockets, like an equal opportunity thing. Do you think there eventually might be an angle, a legal angle from, from that perspective? I don't think so. I don't know if you could sue the, you know, committee is, I mean, it's, it's, this is subjective. I mean, they can do data points and they can do analytics with all of these things. Uh, but I don't know if you could go in there and say, Hey, you're not being fair. <laughs> Good luck proving that, that you're not being fair. Um, I, I don't know if we'll ever get to a point where we go, hey, eight teams are going to make the playoffs. I would think we would because of the amount of money. And if you could spread those games around and maybe have a couple of bowl games there and then, you know, the elimination uh, process begins and then you lead up to the national title game, then great. Um, but I, I, I think you have the haves and the have-nots. And I think there's a, a, a wider disparity there than there's ever been. And it's going to continue to be that way. And if you don't believe me, listen to what Urban Meyer had to say recently about it. He said it's only going to get worse that you're going to have the haves and the have-nots, plain and simple. And maybe you don't care about it. We certainly care with March Madness, right? We do. Because if I said, hey, there's only going to be four schools, only four schools and they passed the site test, you know, Kansas is going to be in there, Duke's going to be in there, uh, Michigan State and uh, Kentucky. You'd be up in arms. You'd be like, come on, you got to give the underdog. Come on. you. Well, wait a minute. We just put on the four best schools, right? That's, that's what we do with college football. Those are the four best teams. Okay. How do we know? They just are. Trust me. I mean, when Notre Dame played Clemson a couple of years ago, got blown out, I didn't think Notre Dame was one of the top four teams. Hey, got to put them in there, one of the top four teams. I don't know if they are or not. This year, I feel like Notre Dame is, but I didn't back then. So it's subjective, and we don't like that. Where what we think, what we see, what we feel is different than what you feel, what you think, what you see, and then you make that decision. Uh, let me see. What else do we have here? Jesse in L.A. Hi, Jess. Welcome back. What do you have for me? Hi, Pete. Hey. Hey, uh, I have a bad beat story about last night and a question about the Cleveland baseball team name change. Okay. So my story about last night is I was down 16 points to my buddy in our playoffs last night. I had Mark Andrews and Justin Tucker going, and I won the game off that kick by one point. Huh. And my friend who I'm playing immediately calls me and is distraught about the loss, but he's calling to congratulate me and be a good sport. And then he starts groaning and yelling on the phone, and I go, well, he's like, well, what are they doing? What are they doing? Is that going to be a safety? And then I look up and see what's going on with the laterals, and he yells out, the line was three. The line was three. Um, but uh, my question to you on the Cleveland baseball team name change is do you think that other organizations in sports are going to individually look at their names and decide if they're going to keep them because they're 
honoring the Native Americans, or do you think that they're all going to change just to save face controversy and pocket that new marketing money like Washington did? All right. Thank you, Jesse. Well, this is what I don't understand. If Cleveland finds the name offensive or the logo, why are you waiting a year to change it? If it's truly offensive and you need to change it, you decided to change it, then change it. Not, hey, we're going to wait a year. Um, and the problem I always had with the Indians and the, uh, the Braves is the caricature, the depiction of the Indian on their logo. The Blackhawks, as I said yesterday, and I firmly believe it, is the best logo in all the sports. It's spectacular. But it, here's, here's what teams don't want. They don't want you to tell them what to do. Cleveland and the Braves, if they decide to change it, need to get out in front of it and say, we've decided instead of we were forced to decide. Daniel Snyder has been fighting this because we want it changed. He doesn't want it changed. He doesn't want to be told. He's a billionaire. I don't want to be told. But with Cleveland, if you change the depiction of the logo and, and make it you know less of a caricature and something that's proud and regal, then maybe Native Americans you know would buy into it. But as far as the Chiefs go, I don't think they're changing. I don't know if I don't think Florida State's going to change. But the depiction of Native Americans is the problem I have. I mean, and, and this has nothing to do with political correctness as much as it is just that is offensive looking. It's embarrassing looking. The name Redskins needs to be changed. You want to keep the Chiefs? Fine. Blackhawks? Fine. Seminoles? Fine. Even, you know, North Dakota, the fighting Sioux. I went, I'm a, like, I, I loved it. But I don't know if I'm in the tribe, the Sioux tribe, I go, do we get anything from this? Now, can we be part of, you know, the, the design of this? Like I, that's what I would want from these owners is how about a partnership? How about something with these tribes? Then I think you get around this and everybody's happy that you truly are celebrating who these people were, who these people are, and maybe help them. But uh, you can't have a screaming Indian as your logo because that's, that's a caricature, and uh, it's not a great depiction. I don't think anybody would agree with that. But the Indians, if it's offensive, change it this year. Don't go, you know, it's offensive, but not that offensive that we have to do it now. They're going to make money. They'll make money. Revenue stream. Just like I said with Daniel Snyder, just change it. Who cares? People are still identify with the Redskins. They'll call themselves Redskins fans. I get all of that. You got a whole new revenue stream here. Oh, uh, let me see. What else do we have here? Uh, Ted in Tampa. Hi, Ted. Welcome back. Hey, DP. Uh, we need a new T-shirt for the Tampa Bay Raptors. Fred Van Fleet and his team are downtown practicing <laughs> this morning, and uh, the first game is next Wednesday night. And the mayor of Toronto is going nuts, sending tweets out every day about, hey, Tampa fan, don't get uh, comfortable with my team down there. But uh, the entire uh, 21 season is now scheduled because the COVID quarantine teams from the United States can't go up there and sit 14 days to play a ball game. And number two, you got that Nor'easter coming uh, your way. We've still got your uh, setup down here uh, in our special operations gym. Uh, so next week, forecast is supposed to be in the high 70s. If you or one of the Danettes want to come down, we can zoom you right in. Thank you, Ted. No, we're not traveling. If I can't get the Danettes in the studio and, and they don't feel safe doing that, they're not going to Tampa. But thank you, Ted. You know, when, when times are good, then I could certainly see maybe a road trip with all of us. And we could go down there and spend some time with Ted in Tampa. Yes, Paulie. We do need a bro trip. I mean, and somewhere. It could be like to a rest stop on 95. I don't care. We got to go somewhere in a couple months and hang out. And I would tailgate a funeral right now. I, I, anything. <sighs> I've been spending too much time with Todd. I don't, I don't what is that need a bro to trip. 
You know, it means he doesn't like spending time with you. Once again, I love you, but I don't like you. That's all. I just I don't know what to say to that. Yeah, it's it's just I love you, but I don't always like you. Right. That's all. It is what it is. No, I, but I spend now it's just three hours of you and me. It's a lot during the commercial break. It's, it's more than three hours because it's the, the pre. Oh yeah, before and then, and and then, then after. after. Yeah, it's, it's like four hours minimum. I tried to sneak out yesterday. <laughs> after the show, tried I did to sneak out of your own studio. I did. Just the exit. I did try to sneak out. Are you listening to how you just posed that? You have to. Oh, sneak I know. Out of your I know. Own, I know. I know. I'm, I'm admitting it, Todd. And it's your place. I'm your admitting. Show, and you have I'm to sneak ad- away from it. I did, and, and and so I I just tried to sneak out, and just so I I could just go. And because the goodbyes are the, you do the longest goodbye. I do. It's a Jewish goodbye, you know. You, and I can't even do the hug and kissing thing that like How about to do this? these days. I would like to say goodbye right now. Oh, just to get it over. Yes. Okay. Just sneak out the back I'm and gonna, not even say a word. I'm going to say now. goodbye now. And this counts as the, uh, yes. the post goodbye. Yes. So in 40 minutes or so, when I leave, I've already said goodbye. You check that box. Because Todd, I, Todd, go, Todd follows me out. So I'm out in the parking lot, ready to go, and he goes. You're going to leave without saying goodbye? Well, and I go, you thought I was going to get into the passenger seat. That I was going to take a ride with you somewhere. I was like, no, no, I'm not getting okay, in the Okay, here's another thing. I'm going to say goodbye now, yeah. and I'd like to say hello for tomorrow. So you can just walk right past <laughs> me and go into the session. <laughs> this is just awful. Uh, this is not going well. When we come back, uh, we'll dive into the college football playoff. It's hurtful. The ratings, and is anything going to change? Are we everybody comfortable with all this? We're all good with the final four here. Take a break. We'll talk college football right after this. Thanks for listening to the Dan Patrick Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday morning, 9 to noon Eastern or 6 to 9 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. Find your local station for the Dan Patrick Show at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every day on the iHeartRadio app by searching FSR. Or stream us live on the Peacock app. All right, everybody, game off. Let's pause here to talk more about Monopoly Go. I know what you're saying flag on the play. You've already talked about that, but there's just so much more good stuff in this game. In Monopoly Go, you can team up with friends for time tournaments where you work together to build up each other's boards. The more you win together, the more awesome prizes you unlock. And there's so much more to get. You can get unique stickers. You could trade with friends to compete uh, albums for big prizes. There's cool new playing pieces to travel the boards with. I was always a uh, battleship guy. You know, you get those pieces like there was the hat, there was the shoe. Oh, same. There was the. I was always a battleship guy or the car. You know what too is funny about a battleship? It's one of the only uh, Monopoly pieces that you find that's not just a household item. Wow, you know I haven't even thought about that. Yeah, most people oh, wow. don't have a battleship at home, but you have a car, you have a hat, you have a shoe, you have uh, all those things. Anyway, you could also get hilarious emojis for taunting friends when you smash their buildings or heist their vaults. That's always fun. Plus, Monopoly Go feels new and exciting every day with constantly changing tournaments and challenges. A ton include their own unique mini games like digging for treasure or a robot Pachenko machine. And there's always new timed events that will help you win big, like massive multipliers for everything you win or rent frenzies. There's always something fun to discover in Monopoly Go. So get off the bench and go download it for free right now on Google Play or the App Store. Game on. It is getting that time of the year. It's Miller time. You don't need a watch or a clock to tell you. It's Miller time. Weather gets a little bit warmer. All of a sudden, the beer gets a little colder. It's beer cracking season. It, it, whoa, okay. I don't know if it says that on the calendar. It's a beer that strips away everything you don't need and holds on to what matters the most. It's a light beer that tastes like beer. That's why I reach for a Miller Lite. And it's less filling. Only 96 calories. They've been doing this since 1975. They have perfected it. You know, that summer afternoon, we're coming into that time of the year, be like, oh, man. Crack one? Yes, or two. Don't look at your watch. Don't look at the clock. Don't look at the calendar. You know. Miller Lite, the great taste, less filling, tastes like Miller time. To get Miller Lite delivered right to your door, visit MillerLite.com slash Patrick, or you can pretty much find it anywhere that sells beer. Celebrate responsibly. Miller Brewing Company, Milwaukee, Wisconsin. 96 calories for 12 ounces, Fewer calories, fewer carbs than premium regular beer. Miller Lite. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. 
With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Trevor Lawrence set to join us on the program tomorrow. This program brought to you by Mercedes-Benz. Go the extra mile in your very own upfitted Mercedes-Benz Sprinter van. You could win in Fox Sports Radio's Ultimate Tailgate Rig Sweepstakes. Take me up on this. To enter, get official rules, visit foxsportsradio.com or danpatrick.com. By January 24th, Mercedes-Benz vans. Dan Wetzel is a columnist for Yahoo Sports, and his uh, latest column, the headline is, Does Ohio State Belong in the Playoff? College Football Playoff Committee has painted itself into a subjective corner. Dan Wetzel joins us now. Why do you feel this way, Dan? Well, so this is kind of a nuanced column, which I know America loves nuance uh, at this point, <laughs> and uh, especially sports talk radio. Uh, <laughs> it's a place for that type of debate. Uh I don't disagree with the idea that Ohio State's one of the four best teams, and personally, I would be pretty excited to watch them play in the playoff. But there is a process, and I don't know how um, we went from a couple years ago where we're keeping Big 12 teams out because they didn't play a 13th game. They only played 12. It was a big deal. They only played 12 games, and other leagues got a, quote, 13th data point was the big bureaucratic term. Ohio State has played five games. That's it, five games. They'll play six. Four of those games, they'll have an off week before it. Um, they, you know, they may be one of the four best teams, but don't you have to play a season to actually make the playoffs? It's like giving someone a chance at the masters from the forward tees. Uh, you still got to kind of, you know, you finish the round, but what exactly happened? So it's a, uh, it's, it's an interesting debate because it goes completely against what they used to do. Now we know. This has basically always been a subjective thing, and they just reverse engineer a reason on why they like this team or that one. But I don't know what they're going to come up with on Ohio State other than, hey, we just like Ohio State because, uh, you know, when you're playing six games and other teams are playing 12, 11, 10, and may have 9, 10 wins, uh, it's, uh, you know, you got to play. I mean, we shouldn't reward it where the easiest way to make the playoff is not to play. I mean, it's a good way to avoid losses. But at some point, you have to play the season. Let me give you full control. You got full control to decide who plays in the playoff. So what would you do? I'd expand the playoff. (laughs) But if I can't do that, um, yeah, I mean, we'll see who wins this weekend. But obviously, if Alabama wins, Alabama, I think, should be in either way. I think Notre Dame should be in either way, uh, barring, you know, a 50-point destruction at Clemson. I think Clemson is a team that, you know, they do have a loss, but if you're talking about a loss, a double overtime on the road without your starting quarterback, that is a, I know it's a zero sum game we play in football, but that is about as close of a loss as you can possibly have. I think Clemson still has a very good argument. I think if Florida beats Alabama, they still get in Florida at that point would have nine sec victories, which is the most of any school to ever play. Uh, Cause normally you only play eight regular season games in one conference game they would have they would have nine I don't think Florida is necessarily out of this Mm. if they beat Alabama I would take a team like that because I kind of just I I, maybe I even even if I do love what Ohio State represents and how good they could be I'm kind of more of a process guy just the way I think about it and I look at and say geez you know I mean I I don't know how I can take a team with nine wins or or a team of six wins over a team with nine or something like that but obviously I think Ohio State's got a good point this really isn't a a bash Ohio state thing. It's just the big 10 chose to do this. They chose to only play an abbreviated season late with no wiggle room. You know, the sec is going to get like 68 or 69 of the 71 scheduled games in Uh, you could do this. If you spread out your season, the big 10 chose to do this. 
Uh, and so they have a team that will only have six wins. I, I don't think you can just ignore that. I was wondering about this last night. USC's 5-0. and They got yep. the Pac-12 title game on Friday night against Oregon. They'll, if they win, they'd be 6-0. and If USC had a recent resume where they were one of the top five to seven teams in college football, how would the committee look at USC if they had this? They haven't been relevant here in a while. But let's say they have six wins. They won the Pac-12, and maybe they were up for a national championship uh, time or two in the last five to seven years. Would USC be knocking on the doorstep of making the playoffs? My guess is yes, and that's kind of the issue you have with this. Is And I, I get it. This is a crazy year, but this is why it's completely subjective. What What is it about – let me put it this way. Coastal Carolina could go 12-0, and 0, okay? Coastal Carolina has – They could go 20-0, uh, and 0, Dan. They could go 20 and 0. You're not going to put them in yeah. because you go, ah, oh, it's Coastal Carolina. Their recruits aren't good enough. We don't really, what is this uniform? Who, where, where that, what Carolina are we even coastaling? <laughs> what is this, right? This is USC. US, we know that uniform. We know that fight song. And they have tons of great recruits. They have tons of guys that are going to go to the NFL. Their problem has been not getting it organized and winning. So, yeah, agreed. Like, well, what is it about US? Well, they haven't been winning lately. Or all of a sudden we're going to go, well, some of these games are kind of close. Um, how are they 15th? They're currently 15th I in know. the rankings, right. right? Coastal, like you said, they go 12-0. and 0. They're 13th. They're not even close. Uh, but but we, go, we move Iowa State up because they're in the Big 12. Well, the Big 12 usually gets crushed in the playoff. Like, I don't think the Sun Belt's going to do a whole lot worse than the Big 12 does every year. Uh, it's, it's, it's all, like, it's not even consistent rank to rank. And so, uh, you know, at the end of the day, especially in a season like this, we end up with like Alabama playing Ohio, uh, Notre Dame and Clemson playing Ohio State on New Year's Day, like set off the fireworks. Fantastic. This is going to be awesome. Right. Mm-hmm. But if you care, if you look at you dig into this thing, you go, man, this is just I mean, this is just ridiculous. None of this makes any sense. There's no consistency. And they're just sitting there going, hey, we want these four teams and we're going to find a way to get these four teams. If they told me that up front, Dan, I would be fine with it. It's just they give you the impression that dare to dream, but I, I likened it to you go through the hazing part of trying to get into a fraternity, and then they don't let you into the fraternity. <laughs> and 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 so I, if you say, look, Ohio State, we love them, the big fan base, Notre Dame, big fan base, Clemson, big fan base, Trevor Lawrence, and you got Alabama, Nick Saban, and they got pedigree. Okay, I understand it, but don't. Tell me that, uh, well, five games, that you, you passed the sight test. I think, as you mentioned in your column, the Titanic passed the sight test. Like, <laughs> this is silly when we go, I don't know if Ohio State's great. Because if you say, based off what they did in their biggest game against Indiana, I don't think they were great. The Big Ten was horrible this year, and now you got Northwestern coming up. It, it doesn't mean that I don't want to see Ohio State. It's just, I don't know how... One team earns it, and another team tries to earn it, but they're not the same. They don't play by the same rules. Absolutely. And look, at again, I don't think Coastal Carolina is one of the four best teams. I don't really want to watch Alabama play Coastal Carolina. But if there was ever a year that a school like that should be at least in the discussion, it's this year because their league was one of the only ones to play non-conference games so you could check and see how they were. And they beat all the Big 12 teams. Louisiana, who they're going to play in their championship game, beat Iowa State by 17 points in Ames. And it's just like, well, we don't care about that. Coastal Carolina beat BY. These are the best games. And so if you, at the end of the day, said, look, we have a process and, hey, you know, COVID, Coastal Carolina snuck in on a loophole. At least you go, well, that's the process. Instead, we're just like, there is no process. And, we're, you know, we may get a better playoff for it, but – yeah, stop with the two days of meetings, 16 hours, and we have <laughs> analytics and proprietary data that you don't know about. That's what we're seeing. What data? Like, you just want Ohio State in there. That's fine. Just say it. I want Ohio State in there, This too. feels like the usual suspects with Kaiser Sose. Yeah. Like, like this, this committee is Kaiser Sose. I don't know who they are and what they do, but there's some stuff that gets done there and we'll never know what goes on behind those closed doors there. But if I said you could do 18 playoff, 16 playoff, 12, six, you know, 16, I would do, I would do eight. I would have five automatic bids for the major five conferences, which I think would create way more excitement around the country and help spread the wealth out a little bit right now for the last five years, no one's cared about the PAC 12 
race. You would actually care in a given year if they're going to get in. Um, and, and what we need to do is create more excitement for more schools so the recruits spread out a little bit. Because what we have right now is basically about th four to five schools that can win a national championship every year. Uh, you know, it's Alabama, it's Ohio State, it's LSU, it's Georgia, it's Clemson. And, you know, that's pretty much it, actually. Uh, maybe Notre Dame can do it. But um, and if you look at the recruiting, recruiting signing day is Wednesday. Yeah. Guess who your top five are? <laughs> uh, you know, there you go. So why not? Right. If you're a kid, you're going, I don't I want to play for the title. This is these are the only schools to get in. So you want to spread it out. I'd have five automatic bids and then I have three at large. You might create something where an, the, the, the group of six, the lower schools, if you reach a certain benchmark, you can get in and bring kind of a Cinderella story in. Maybe you got to be undefeated or you got to rank certain height. But um, I think it would create a lot more excitement. You're just adding a game. If you look at all the stuff they used to say, well, we can't, we can't do it because we can't play games in December because of finals. Uh, I mean, like Rutgers and Nebraska are playing on Friday <laughs> afternoon. Okay, that's out the window. You know, the the the, the sanctity <laughs> of the Rose Bowl. There ain't gonna be a Rose Bowl this year. It's a good chance there's no Rose Bowl. They're just gonna move the game. You can totally do it. You'll make more money, which y'all need. And you can you can set this up. I just think it'd be a much more exciting and it'd be better for the regular season and the overall health of college football. Because the one thing, it's a wonderful sport. I love it. But it is the same suspects every single year because unlike the NFL, the worst team doesn't get the best draft pick. The worst team gets the worst draft pick. The best team gets the best draft pick, so it never ends. Jim Harbaugh seems to be safe at Michigan, right? Feels like uh, uh, time Jim Harbaugh seems if he wants to return, he will be able to return. You know, the thinking at Michigan uh, all along from Ward Manuel is that, you know, one bad year um, is one bad year. Brian Kelly had a four win season a couple years ago, and now they're going to make their should make their second playoff appearance in three. Uh, Mark D'Antonio's had bad years at Michigan State comeback. It, it happens, right? With a great coach. Now, I don't know that Jim Harbaugh has done what. Brian Kelly has done in Notre Dame, but he certainly has earned that trust uh, within the Michigan family. You got to remember, his dad was a longtime coach. He's an Ann Arbor guy. He played there for Bo. Uh, he, you know, has done a, a good job. Not He hasn't beaten Ohio State, but it's really hard to beat Ohio State. Um, but he's done a good, a good job there. You're not having, like, a bunch of arrests or problems with their thing or anything like that. They have a good recruiting class. So there is a patience at Michigan. And what's kind of funny is in the world of college football, that patience is viewed as insanity. Like, what do you mean you're <laughs> patient? And they're like, look, we still got like an alum who's a Super Bowl winning coach who yeah, won nine games last year. Yeah, it's not that bad. We'll give him one more season. It was COVID, all that. People are like, you're absolutely crazy. You're nuts. And so that's where we're at. That's part of the fun of college football too. But yeah, he, he'll be back. And But next year, you know, he, he has to He's got a very good quarterback coming in out of the high school ranks. He's got this kid, Cade McNamara, showed a little bit of promise before getting hurt. He needs a quarterback desperately. He hasn't had a quarterback in Ann Arbor. It's been surprising, and that's been their their number one problem. And that's what's amazing. This is a guy who played quarterback at a high level in the NFL, and he can't find a quarterback. And it feels like there are so many quarterbacks. When I watch college football, usually what you lead with is, Who's the quarterback? And if you're successful, chances are it's because of your quarterback. And the fact that Michigan can't find one and Ohio State keeps churning out these first-round draft picks, and they did it again this year with Justin Fields. I mean, they just rub it in, make it even worse there for Harbaugh. But you'd think he'd have that ability to go, that guy can lead my offense, and he hasn't been able to find that. Ohio State was so stacked with quarterbacks, they they kicked Joe Burrow to the curb. I mean, <laughs> and this is what Michigan used to be. Tom Brady sat on the bench because you couldn't get on the field. I mean, Michigan is a quarterback school. Harbaugh didn't just play 14 seasons in the NFL and not as a super talented quarterback. He gutted his way through those 14 seasons. He also coached Andrew Luck in college, coached Alex Smith in that pros. He went to a Super Bowl with Colin Kaepernick. In a, in, a, in, a, in an event of offense, right? So it's not like, well, he was he was Peyton Manning's coach. It's like, well, Peyton Manning's kind of his own coach, right? No, he, he, he developed guys and maxed guys out. The number one thing I thought, the last thing I thought would be a problem with Jim Harbaugh going to Michigan was they wouldn't have any quarterbacks. Yeah. I thought they'd have a ton of them. Until he gets one, you can't win, and he hasn't had one, and that's what's held him back. Now, does that change? We'll see. 
Uh, but he will. I think he will be back for one more season unless some NFL team comes in and says, we, we want you. And, and there really isn't a lot of buzz on that right now. Dan, good to talk to you as always. And if I don't talk to you, uh, Merry Christmas, Happy Holidays, and uh, we appreciate your time. That's you too, it. Mr. Patrick. Talk to you soon. Dan Wetzel, Yahoo Sports columnist. Uh, your turn. More phone calls. Last call for phone calls. Coming up right after this. Thanks for listening to the Dan Patrick Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday morning, 9 until noon Eastern, 6 to 9 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. And you can find us on the iHeartRadio app at FSR or stream us live on the Peacock app. All right, everybody, game off. Let's pause here to talk more about Monopoly Go. I know what you're saying. Flag on the play. You've already talked about that. But there's just so much more good stuff in this game. In Monopoly Go, you can team up with friends for time tournaments where you work together to build up each other's boards. The more you win together, the more awesome prizes you unlock. And there's so much more to get. You can get unique stickers. You could trade with friends to compete uh, albums for big prizes. There's cool new playing pieces to travel the boards with. I was always a uh, battleship guy. You know, you get those pieces, like there was the hat, there was the shoe. Oh, same. There was the, I was always a battleship guy or the car. You know what, too, is funny about a battleship? It's one of the only uh, Monopoly pieces that you find that's not just a household item. Wow, you know I haven't even thought about that. Yeah, most people oh, wow. don't have a battleship at home, but you have a car, you have a hat, you have a shoe, you have uh, all those things. Anyway, you could also get hilarious emojis for taunting friends when you smash their buildings or heist their vaults. That's always fun. Plus, Monopoly Go feels new and exciting every day with constantly changing tournaments and challenges. A ton include their own unique mini games like digging for treasure or a robot Pachenko machine. And there's always new timed events that will help you win big, like massive multipliers for everything you win or rent frenzies. There's always something fun to discover in Monopoly Go. So get off the bench and go download it for free right now on Google Play or the App Store. Game on. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming! And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card... Hey, this looks amazing! I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. As you may have realized, I watch a lot of sports. Like, a lot. That's why I like Prime Video. It has all my live sports and docs in one app. Like Giannis, The Marvelous Journey, and the National Women's Soccer League, both included with Prime. Plus, you can buy Premier Boxing or stream the NHL and NBA playoffs on Max with the Bleacher Report sports add-on, or add Paramount Plus for the Masters on CBS, all in one app with one password. Prime Video. It's all your favorite sports in one place. Restrictions apply. Prime membership required for add-on subscriptions. See Amazon.com slash Amazon Prime for details. What we learn, what's in store tomorrow. You know, I criticize Kyrie Irving, so I should compliment him when it calls for a compliment. And Kyrie walked back his comments that he made a few weeks back when Steve Nash was hired as the head coach, when he basically said that we got a few head coaches on this team. Here's Kyrie Irving yesterday speaking to the media. He's been amazing. And it, it, he's been amazing. And it, it really is a reflection of the type of person he is, you know, and, and the IQ he has for the game. You know, I think I got to take back my comments in terms of head coach back a few months ago, but it's just like, man, we have such a great synergy. It, everyone feels like we're coaching one another to be better. So I'm grateful for that. All right. Well, that's good. <laughs> so Kyrie is not going to be listed as head coach and point guard for uh, the Brooklyn Nets. I don't know about KD. Is KD still a head coach too? Because they've they've got a few of them there. But you know, the, just the whole body language there of you know, are they listening to Steve Nash? How involved is Steve Nash as the head coach? Mike D'Antoni is there as an assistant coach as well, 
And it feels like they have a pretty good coaching staff there. The question is, you know, when it gets down to deferring, who's the star, last shot, like all those silly things where you go, no, they should be fine with all of that. Um, petty, petty jealousies come in. Yeah, Seaton. I haven't heard him walk back that comment yet, though. The, uh, it's nice to have somebody else to finally take the last shot with. Whatever that oh, one a clutch. Was. Yeah, a, a clutch <laughs> performer there. Clutch. <laughs> hey, but I didn't say LeBron's name. Mm, but you played with LeBron, so I'm guessing LeBron <laughs> wasn't clutch, Kyrie, right? Kyrie made one shot in his career. Huge shot. Big shot. All-time shot. I don't know if he's the guy that should be taking inventory here of great clutch shooters of all time. Yes, McLovin. I think it's a little underplayed that I saw Mike D'Antoni in a Starbucks. I thought that story should have gotten more love. I just want to put that out there. We could do tomorrow's poll question today. Most underplayed story. You seeing Mike D'Antoni in Starbucks, you seeing a great white shark. Mm. Mm. Yeah, I mean, you know about that, right, Dan? Marconi Beach, 2019. I don't know how you survived. Like how many, like how far away was that great white shark? Well, I was about 40 feet into the beach on the sand. Okay. So even the if the shark, shark about- had come up on the beach, he still had to go 40 feet to get you. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Is that something that could happen? My God, you're so brave. You really are. I'm proud of you. I, by the way, I should have talked to Mike D'Antoni. Are you friends with him? I wanted to throw that out there. I just assumed you were. Uh, friends? I don't know. You have a relationship with all these basketball coaches. Yeah, but that doesn't I, mean I, like, I, I might. I don't know if I. I'm not friends with Mike D'Antoni, but I. I would say hi to Mike D'Antoni, and he might say hi, Dan, and I would say, "How's the job? <laughs> uh, who's the head coach? Um, do you? What do you think of Kyrie Irving's uh, nickname, World Be Flat, as a takeoff on World Be Free? And then he might laugh about that. Tell Steve Nash I said hello. And that would be it. Yes, Paul. It's weird because I have no rooting interest, but I want the Nets either to win 68 games or 38 games. I don't want like 50 where they're a nice team and they're the fourth seed. It's got to be extreme. Hmm. Well, it might be extreme here, but that's a good team. They were a good team last year. And then you add those two, but that doesn't always make you a, a better team because I go back to, I liken the Clippers without Kawhi and Paul George to the Nets without KD and Kyrie. They played really hard. And they were a good, cohesive unit. And then all of a sudden, you bring the stars in, and then the stars go, well, this is how it's done. And, uh, oh, you used to take that shot? No, no, it's me. Hey, I got to get my touches here. That's when you have drama there. But, you know, KD and Kyrie wanted to play together. Kawhi and Paul George wanted to play together. Although James Harden and Russell Westbrook wanted to play together too. But yeah, there's going to be there's going to be some drama there. It feels like at some point. I mean, we didn't get started on a good note here. That Kyrie doesn't want to talk to the media calling them pawns. Yes, we are pawns, but our job is to interview and then disseminate that information to the NBA fans who pay your salary. And the TV networks who want you to sit down for an interview because they pay your salary. And it's really simple. I know that, you know, Kyrie went to Duke for six months, but maybe something rubbed off there. Uh, but, you know, he maybe he's starting to figure it out. And that, that's a good thing for everybody there. Figuring it out. Your role, and you're not asked to do too much. You don't even have to be entertaining. You don't. But you do have to talk to the media, whether you like it or not. Uh, Nate in Oklahoma. Hi, Nate. What's on your mind today? Hey, Dan. I just wanted to touch on Lewis Riddick uh, mentioned the AFC playoff picture. Um, you know, he mentioned the um, the Chiefs, the Bills, and kind of the Colts. Do you see a team like the Titans were last year as an outlier that could make a run? Now, as a Titans fan, I'm kind of searching for some hope here, but I just wanted to get your thoughts. Yeah, Thanks, I mean, you've seen it happen. You know the blueprint, and, and absolutely. Thank you, Nate. Uh, you know, that time of the year, it's Derrick Henry time. Uh, the question is, can your defense be opportunistic? Can you run the ball? Can you have a steady diet of Derrick Henry? And then Ryan Tannehill has to sprinkle in some big plays. But yes, 
you know, you have to beat them once. But it's going to be difficult because you saw Kansas City beat Miami, a playoff team, with a good defense. They lost the turnover battle, and they still won that game. And they won in Miami. Todd, what'd you learn today? Browns beat writer Mary Kay Cabot says Cleveland put on their big boy pants and show they can hang against that type of offense. McLovin? Lewis Riddick said the Colts are sneaky in the AFC. Seton? Last night was a win for the Browns. Paulie? Lewis Riddick not buying cramps. What we learned brought to you by 1-800-Flowers. Share what makes the season bright with peppermint roses from 1-800-Flowers. Right now, you can get 12 peppermint roses plus an extra half dozen roses and a vase for free. To order, go to 1-800-Flowers.com. Click on the radio icon, enter code Patrick. Talk to you tomorrow. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cb for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming! And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card... Hey, this looks amazing! I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. All right, everybody, game off. Let's pause here to talk more about Monopoly Go. I know what you're saying. Flag on the play. You've already talked about that. But there's just so much more good stuff in this game. In Monopoly Go, you can team up with friends for time tournaments where you work together to build up each other's boards. The more you win together, the more awesome prizes you unlock. And there's so much more to get. You can get unique stickers. You can trade with friends to compete uh, albums for big prizes. There's cool new playing pieces to travel the boards with. I was always a uh, battleship guy. You know, you get those pieces like there was the hat. There was the shoe. Oh, same. There was the I was always a battleship guy or the car. You know what, too, is funny about a battleship. It's one of the only uh, Monopoly pieces that you find that's not just a household item. Wow, you know I haven't thought about that. Yeah, most people oh, wow. don't have a battleship at home, but you have a car, you have a hat, you have a shoe, you have uh, all those things. Anyway, you can also get hilarious emojis for taunting friends when you smash their buildings or heist their vaults. That's always fun. Plus, Monopoly Go feels new and exciting every day with constantly changing tournaments and challenges. A ton include their own unique mini games like Digging for Treasure or a Robot Pachenko Machine. And there's always new timed events that will help you win big, like massive multipliers for everything you win or rent frenzies. There's always something fun to discover in Monopoly Go. So get off the bench and go download it for free right now on Google Play or the App Store. Game on.